it's really important to be reminded that people who really genuinely changed the world really did exist and that they did it in ways that are really profound and shocking and disturbing you know I, th I think I think that's really important welcome to the Monash Arts Researchers podcast that was Monash Arts researcher Dr Ali Alizadeh an award-winning poet and novelist talking about medieval French heroine Joan of Arc, the subject of his new literary work due out this year. In this episode, we hear from Dr Ali Zadeh about his research into Joan of Arc and the radical potential of Joan's story in the contemporary world. I would like us to sort of look at um, people like her more realistically and take them more seriously and maybe even, you know, recognise elements of her in ourselves. I mean... I personally remind myself of her courage regularly. The interesting thing about her is that we know so much about her because she was the most famous person of her era. I mean, I mean, uh, from you know, this is early to mid fifteenth century, and and there is so much documentation. So when she first appears in the political scene, immediately there is records of her in a chronicles that are being written. There is immediately a you know, very famous long poem written about her by the most famous poetess of the period. But then, of course, are her, all of her letters, all of her correspondences. And then when she's caught by enemies, the enemies make sure the trial is absolutely legit. So they have it fully documented in, in Old French and in Latin. So all of the... Um, minutes of the trial are transcribed thoroughly, and the Latin is for the Pope. So we have these two very huge bodies of texts available to us. And then about 20 to 30 years later, when the French win the war, they reopened the trial to prove that, no, she was not a heretic, because, you know, that she was innocent. So then they bring in all of these soldiers who fought with her, with her, her childhood friends from her village, countless number of people to give testimonies about what they knew about her. So we have this another huge body of documents. So we know so much about her. We have some bizarrely, we know, well, the, we know a lot about her menstruation cycles. You know, we know about her color of her hair. We know about her diet. We know about her <laughs> not needing to go to the toilet so often because she had apparently a strong bladder. I mean, these are things we don't know about contemporary people. And yet we know about this person who lived you know, about 500 years ago. So we actually do know a lot about her. Um, we have a lot of facts, I guess. But putting them together is the challenge, is the imaginative, conceptual challenge. And, you know, in, in Francis, it's, and elsewhere, it's, she's a sort of, she's not an easy figure because of the way she's been identified with um, kind of, if you like, far-right Christianist politics from very early on. She was made a saint by the sort of uh, proto-fascist um, you know, factions in France who lobbied the Vatican to make her a saint. You know, she's been um, very heavily identified with a very intensely religious and patriotic tradition. And the reason I knew about her was because in Iran, uh, the French missionaries had you know, named bookshops and, and missions after her. So for a lot of us, it's a kind of a weird relationship to have with this figure who has been so, I would say, wrongly identified with a certain political um, 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 movement. So, you know, she's a kind of complex figure politically, but I think for various reasons, um, 
young people from very different political or national or cultural backgrounds have been really gravitated towards her. And I think there's something in her image, um, there's something kind of mysterious in her image that really promises, uh, has kind of radical promises embedded in it. For me, the real question about it is a sort of the revolutionary potential. You know, she's um, such a figure of transformation and change. She's a galvanizing figure. Um, and, and, you know, um, how to sort of like reconcile that with a whole range of other things that are associated with her, such as, you know, patriotism, ultranationalism, um, you know, um, uh, very kind of a like conservative take on Christianity. And then, of course, there's a question of war, um, which is a difficult one because, um, you know, she was a warrior. She wanted to become a warrior. She burned the fort at battles. And today, I think, for me, when I started writing this 20 years ago doing research, I had certain politics. I was anti-war, you know. So you, how can you be anti-war and write about her? Not very easy. But I think I've changed my own views a little bit. I mean, I mean something else about her that's really amazing, um, and it's very timely, I think. It's very timely now. Is, is, is her universality or her universalism. You know, she decides to fight for a cause that affected the entire nation and not just her region, not just the peasants of her village, not just, you know, a certain group of people. Today, it would be inconceivable that any revolutionary would say, I want to do something for everyone. If they did, we think they're a lying politician who's just lying. But, but it is actually true. That's what revolutionaries do. That's what a revolution is, a kind of transcending of particularity to the point of genuine, true, radical universality. And, and again, I think that in today, in our postmodern condition, obsessed with particularity and identity and our own individual struggles and so on, the best we can come up with is what we call intersectionality, where we say, my little concern about the betterment of my own condition may intersect with somebody else's and momentarily we might be allied but hey tomorrow in this capitalist culture we might become sworn enemies again that's not radical at all i mean the real radicalism of a figure like jean or events like the french revolution is about the promise and the real practice a very difficult sometimes violent and disruptive practice of what it means to be a member of the human race and want to produce a real collective universal solidarity for a political cause. We need more leaders like that, but I think we need that in our personal lives as well.